This podcast comes to you from nerdsthegeek.com. Everybody and welcome back to another Nerds the Geek special presentation. Joel and Tim's countdown to party down. Are, Are we, we having fun yet? yet? All right, listeners, this is the the finale of our countdown to party down, and we are continuing to have fun yet here as we discuss episodes six through nine of season two and share our finale commentary in real time with you at the end of this episode. Uh, let's pick it right up with the not on your wife <laughs> opening night episode episode six of season two this is a delightful episode yeah this is so it's felt like high school like i think this is this this one gets as chaotic as the first season and i think that's an also like it, it because it is farce right like the the the, the um the the subject and the method of the story is farce in this episode, which I think Tim and I both really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I know what meta means now. <laughs> <laughs> but it, this, all of this has felt like high school. This feels like backstage at band, backstage at the the play, like backstage mm-hmm. with band and theater kids, and it's really cool. And really kind of twisted and weird and, and interesting. Well, and and I've 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 had a little experience being in plays. I was in I can't remember exactly how many, but like only a few. I could probably count on one hand if I thought about it. But um enough to kind of be like, oh yeah, like kind of get this. But also um one of the the films I wanted to bring to noise uh, to um uh movie mumble at one point was the movie Noises Off, which mm-hmm. is I think it's an actual play you can go see, you know, on stage, but they made a film version of it. And the whole point of that is like you, we see what the play is supposed to look like on opening night. And then we see a version of the play from backstage where we see a bunch of stuff kind of going wrong backstage, but the performance still ends up the way it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. And then we see it later on as shit has really fallen apart. And we see it from the perspective of the audience and things are like not working and they're all messed up. So I think that also helped seeing that kind of helped me form like uh, a perception of how, you know, what we see on stage versus what's going on behind a curtain are two completely different things. Um, you know, and I think, yeah, like, like at the time of watching that and kind of knowing from the little theater experience I had, it's like, Oh yeah. Okay. I could see that. Like, cause the, some of the plays I was in, there were definitely <laughs> ups that happened backstage that were my fault. And, <laughs> and like that ended up kind of being like, Oh, like, Oh yeah. That's like the time I did this. And, and I know I from high school, I think, um, you know, just, you know, being in the arts in general, like, yeah, like knowing a lot of theater people or even like with, you know, within the music department, a lot of times they're they're music theater people. So they're not like doing plays, but you know, you get that weird mix of an actor and a musician who's doing like theater or musical theater or opera and stuff like that. So it's it's um, even even more um, up to 11, <laughs> you know. Well, we did. I don't even think we mentioned it when we we finished uh, episode five discussion. Like, they make out in the the tub, the hot tub. 
Oh yeah. So so one of the comments I have here is Casey Bangs question mark. I don't is that like, did she change her hair? Is that what it was? I'm not sure. But but what was weird is it looked like most of the hair is kind of tuck, you know, going back tucked, but it's like she has this little strip in the middle that looked like it was kind of cut into bangs she puts on a lot of hats and wigs in this episode like there's a lot of like interesting wardrobe change so i'm wondering if it's like like a matted bang situation not a deliberate bang situation uh, yeah <laughs> and it was just weird because i noticed them and it made me think like has she had bangs <laughs> notice them or does she have bangs all of a sudden and you know why am i thinking so much about bangs <laughs> I just love that uh, Casey and Henry shtick. They're going back and forth about like none of that like negative influences, and then she, Casey goes, "None of that big band jazz." <laughs> like, <laughs> like on the long list of vices that you can have, big band jazz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the okay, the whole magnificent elevated way of talking mm-hmm. of this episode yeah. is gross. Yep. and accurate but accurate yeah mm-hmm. and it it <laughs> just it takes you right back uh it's oh oh <laughs> anytime you're doing that accent for an expen- extended period of time it's like oh you define your whole existence by this elevated thing huh <laughs> yeah do i know definitely... that because i was that and am that <laughs> Well, see, this was this was one of those examples where where I'm I'm Roman and kind of like yeah, being in that situation where like why why is everyone talking like this? What, <laughs> you know I feel like I'm taking crazy pills you know like Will Ferrell and Zoolander like like that kind of thing like is this is this normal and I'm the one who's abnormal now because I'm just speaking normally like thatch headed wastrel soon to be followed <laughs> by bald headed wastrel. <laughs> Another Mad Libs kind of thing is like just X, Y, and Z of that highfalutin way of speaking. The joke of this was meant to be like when they mentioned doing Glendary Glen Ross. Yeah, you know, you know, if if it's a, a reference to people who have seen the 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 film and have seen Alec Baldwin play this role, and then to have it be like, you know, what's your name? F- you, that's my name. Like in, the, in this sort of like, is that is that like vaudeville? Like I I couldn't like I recognize that tone and that delivery, but I couldn't place what it is. But it's like, well, I mean, f- you, that is my name. Is is from Glengarry Glenn Ross? No, but, it is. Like but yeah, when Alec Baldwin is saying it. You know, f- you, that's my name. Like yeah, it's yeah. like it's a character as opposed yeah. to saying it like an actor, which is I feel like what their what their delivery is and what so much of it is. You know, right. and what. You know, which used to really bug me about theater versus film, you know, because I feel like film, you're trying to get close to reality. But with theater, you're saying it like you're in a play, like everything is delivered, you know, and I know part of it's, you know, about projecting and all that stuff, but Mm. they deliver it just like the generic way they're delivering all of their lines and their speech, you know, and it's not like actually embodying that character like the way I mean, I don't know, maybe there are other Maybe it's just because I've only seen the, the 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 film version with you know Alec Baldwin delivering that and the way he's delivering it and the way right. like in that scene like everyone's scared because they're kind of like you know oh they're gonna lose their my job and this and that you know and the way he's kind of like coming in and, and commanding the room and then the way say they say it and it's kind of this like awkward funny throwaway line you know but it that it's a uh, you know. So that that's that's part like yeah like I'm wondering is it is is that part of the joke or if 
maybe people who know the play Glenn Gary Glenn Ross and maybe haven't seen the film like does that not seem funny to them because that's how it's delivered every time they hear it because that's you know it's it's done in the theater you know like so anyway that that's what I love about that joke like the fact that like I've seen the film version and I get the reference but the way they're saying it is so terrible you know and so so you know like I said so like a play like not the way anyone would actually say that line as opposed to the way Alec Baldwin does like you believe that he's one of these rich salesman assholes who just comes in and is like yeah you're all at your job you don't know who i am but i'm telling you what the fuck is up you know right. and you get that from alec baldwin's portrayal of that and what you get from this is just like ugh, <laughs> you know i love that like roman ends up just getting being won over by it too is he just like part yeah. it's like why am i this is a hang-up for him it's like why am i judging these people they're just only excited about what i do in the yeah. same way I am. Like, I think of myself in this highfalutin way. Right. I'm actually participating in it. And it gets to be Dionysus for a second. Yeah. Which is well, kind of yeah, cool. They, yeah. Yeah. They, they tell him the writer is God. And he's like, that. that's like the perfect thing you could have said to me. You know, and like, okay, you people are okay. You know, like. Yeah, I have. Oh, the fake attraction between Lydia and Ron. Like, <laughs> not if I see you first. <laughs> Lydia, Lydia. Not, not if I see you first. He, he oh man, like doubles he, down. He, he, that he triples down, and it's just the the space he leaves between stuff. It's just, and the way he like approach like she wants him to be direct. He misinterprets this thing, and he just what he does to be direct is just presses himself against her, and it's like what. <laughs> what are you 12 what is this i also i also thought it was it was really really funny and i don't know if this is like you know an example that we should be like championing championing necessarily but the the fact that like when she like tells him and he's just like oh my god i'm so sorry and like it's it's like okay that was over like it disarms it, was, it, was it all assault, right but yeah. like but it was oh it was a misunderstanding and like the two of them are just like instantly like cool with it like you know right. like like and maybe it was the fact that he was so apologetic and like explained himself and like i'm i thought i'm sorry you know and like oh you had frosting on your butt like it was this you know funny misunderstanding but like, you know, she's, she's, she's okay with it, you know? And again, not to say that like, oh yeah, if you're getting mixed signals, just act on it. And if she maces you, it's okay. It was a misunderstanding. Like, no, but, but like, you know, I, and like I said, I think a lot of it's probably the way he reacts where it's just like, you know, he's like, oh God, I'm such an idiot. And I thought this is this, and, you know, and, and, you know, and luckily, you know, maybe she knows what a mess he is. So it's like, okay, like, you know, I'll let this one slide because you're a mess and I, you know, whatever. I know you're, this isn't who you are or whatever, but, but yeah, I thought, you know, cause I feel like, like, oh, this, this could have been like really difficult for the show to be like, oh yeah, well, Ron's gonna, you know, she's going to press charges, but it was just kind of like this, you know, like, oh, but you know, part of the, part of the farce, right. It was, oh, it was a misunderstanding, these mixed signals or, or misread signals, you know, and whatever. And it's like, you that's my name <laughs> and i love the the, the line lesbians love karaoke i just like yeah. that <laughs> yeah when she's like see see and it comes up later. all right well so wait oh, no, so ahead. back to the not if i see you first i just had a question yeah, so yeah. 
I feel like that's the thing people have said and maybe this is part of what makes it awkward, but I've never, so is the whole idea, like, I feel like that's something you say to someone that you don't want to see, right? It's and they're threat. like, I'll see you later. Yeah. And it's like, not if I see you first, cause I'm going to avoid you if I see you. Or coming, right? like, I, I've always heard it in the mob sense is like, if I see you first, that means I'm shooting you dead. Like right, yeah. if I see you first, then I'm going to get you. Right. That, that's the way I've always heard it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's not good. It's not, no, no, no. not at all. <laughs> It's it's so weird tonally, and the way he delivers it, it just like it feels wrong as he says it, but he triples down on it. <laughs> just gross. All right, magnificent, magnificent. <laughs> the gorilla mask. I I love just the wigs and masks and veils in this mm -hmm. episode, and I really like again. You just love Casey and Henry's chemistry. They just like yeah. it. It it's. It's fun to watch, and it's it, mm -hmm. it was interesting to see them. This it was a different kind of scramble. Like they're trying to keep it for, secret from everybody else, but they're also mm -hmm. trying not like to get anybody in trouble. Which it, and there's all these different elements. Like Kyle is trying to get money to support the place where he grew up, and it's also kind of cool. Like this is we're seeing a little bit of Kyle's origin story with that mm -hmm. playhouse. Yeah, is, is really kind of cool. Um, so where where he came from right off the bus like what an yeah. a, luckily not a, a, a an awful environment you know like just people who are passionate about it, it it's yeah. gross but not like gross gross you know right right so episode seven party down company picnic <laughs> which is catered by valhalla which is so funny to me <laughs> <laughs> like, and it, i i think it's funny that like the decorations and stuff for the party down picnic are party down quality and they fall apart almost immediately. <laughs> What's bad for America is good for party down. <laughs> yes. For the show and for the entity party down in the show. <laughs> uh, I just have written here. Like I love the, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking on the phone. Mm. Multiple gags in this. Usually I'm irritated by them, but she plays it so perfect. Yeah. She just is like stone. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Not to bring another show into this, but I love, um, I know I mentioned this a lot, but the, the and, and it, it's super relevant. So the, the, the show um, burning love, uh -huh. there's, there's a great, a great scene with that, between Adam Scott and Ken Marino in Burning Love, where Adam Scott is Ken Marino's uh, therapist and he's on Bluetooth with another um, another client at the same time. And he's talking back and forth and he keeps going, not you, you. Oh, you should do this. <laughs> not you, you. And Ken Marino's like getting all fucked. He's just like, I don't know what you're telling me, what you're telling the other guy, you know? And it's like, it's, it's so good. <laughs> Is that stars too? Stars? Could we request that show come back as well? <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that is. Yeah. Oh man, I would love to see more of that. Cause yeah, pretty much I think everybody in Party Down shows up in Burning Love at some point, I think. Plus other people. Like there's a, you know, yeah, a bunch of like surprise people who show up. So it's just, yeah, it's it's like it's like the next next stage of evolution of like these these characters or these these actors and actresses. It's so good. It's another office influence because it's like beach games and mm -hmm. the company picnic. Like, yeah, it's really interesting that these are really 
so prevalent that they're relatable <laughs> as spaces. Like yeah. it, it's a really interesting like place to do this comedy storytelling. And it, like yeah. you were saying when we were tracking in season one, like when do we see characters out of uniform? Yeah. And this yeah. one is so cool because everybody is except Ron, which is really <laughs> interesting and really kind of cool. And we see him fall in love with another <laughs> mistake. <laughs> Just a dangerous, dangerous combination there. Fucking horseshoe. Pook. Like, again, he finds new ways to play hurt. Yeah. And it's it's brilliant. Like, it, it it's... Oh, and I hate him so much. He's so weaselly and wormy he's like mm. jerry he's like jerry from rick and morty <laughs> like oh yeah i love oh, when they do the um uh with, with the, the the valhalla team versus the party down team when yeah, they're yeah. like oh we're gonna we're gonna you know compete against each other and you know like that was kind of again kind of cool to see like roman and kyle teaming up against a you know sort of mutual foe i thought that was nice oh too. roman gets hit with that ball hard in the face <laughs> <laughs> That didn't look like a C CG. That looked real. And that, I felt that, brother. Mm -hmm. Glasses yeah. with that yep. rubber ball in your yeah. face. Yeah, the ball Ooh. doesn't hurt. Your glasses getting oh. smashed into the bridge of your nose. That's and what hurts. Getting it, like, if it had any spin coming up your nose. Sorry, listeners. Oh. <laughs> it's like a little, little negative ASMR, that scrape. Oh, yeah. I just I saw that I was like oh and then Ron catches it in the balls and I'm like oh he plays it he finds a different way to play getting yeah. hit in the ball <laughs> he's got range is what I'm saying <laughs> the man's got range I love the name uh, Bolas Lagash I think that's really funny just a funny name yeah um, <laughs> Ron and Danielle. Danielle is the name of, of the new flame, his new lady friend. Roman has a Velcro wallet when they're going to bet like the $7 that they have in loose cash. He just, the, just yeah. a, a subtle, yeah, I appreciated that. Um, oh, and I, I like the subplot with Lydia where she's being dumped as her daughter's oh, yeah. manager. And I love the way she turns it on Kyle. And she's like ready to fight with the. Mm -hmm. I love that in in Little a scissors. She's like, this was a three hundred dollars shirt. Well, this only cost me a dollar twenty five, and it only cost me a quarter to call somebody to tell them that you're not gay because he was like flirting right, with the yeah. producer for roles. So it's just like I loved that, and it was really cool to see because she's kind of just had a mission. I don't know that she's had it together, but she's just kind of there doing the thing that for her kid. And we haven't really seen her come up against anything, really. And th well, except Ron in the previous episode. Um, yeah. But um, where is she in this one? She's like really scared of losing her daughter, and and, and it's cool to see her kind of turn into this other. Like she has a different mode and how she approaches it, and she's like be the bigger <laughs> asshole. I like how she adapts that. Yeah. Like, um, and like that Kyle at the end Kyle's like cool about it he's like oh that's fine my shirt you know it's like you know he's like yeah that's that's part of the game you know like and you know and, and almost yeah, probably feels like oh yeah like you know she learned something so it's like yeah good for her you know again that kind of like extra positivity 
So it's like, yeah, good, good job. You did the thing and you got your daughter the gig. That's what we're doing, you know? And, and yeah, in that sense where I feel like Kyle was also probably genuinely trying to help her, like not trying yeah. to steal her as right. a client, but like to see that, like, yeah, I was coaching her and, you know, whatever happened, she got the gig. That's the goal, right? She gets the gig and she got the gig. So great. You know, we're all happy. You know, like I thought that was a really, again, a little cool avenue to his character. I also have written, um, Cause they do this slow-mo, like they bring the ki- guy that Casey beats for the, the, uh, <laughs> all around and they shoot him in slow motion and he falls down and he vomits. And I just, I have written the variety of v- accurate vomit in this show. <laughs> Every season <laughs> has just like a really <laughs> gross, effective prop. <laughs> just want to give him kudos for that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Episode eight, this is Joel Munt's Big Deal Party. I don't know about if I've said this on, on Nerds That Geek Things, listeners, but I have a theory that all Hollywood Joels or, Holly, or fictional Joels are assholes. And this is a very good argument for that theory. Like, I hate how he plays it. And I think I, I love... This actor, I, what is it? He's, he did, does, um, how did this get made? Paul, Paul Stanley. No, that is the, <laughs> one of the singers for Kiss. Episode Paul Shear, excuse me. Paul oh, Shear. <laughs> and he's just, just a kid kicker. Just a gross, gross. It's funny because he's like a poser. Like in, in, I don't know. They don't they, they don't code it like the the fake geek thing in this, but it's it's kind of interesting that like he's got the slick way to kind of do the nerdy thing and he's making all these compromises and I think that's a that's a cool mode to see, but it's just like it's like why did they call him Joel? Joel Munt is just like a spe- such a specific feeling of a name. It's so gross to say and like it's a good name for the character, but like I just just felt felt like another Joel bites the dust. It just felt like you had an opportunity. <laughs> I think the the least malicious use of Joel in a in a, a show was uh, <laughs> on Family Guy. Stewie goes to a Joel's birthday party, and just the banner in the background says "Nice name." <laughs> like they can't not make fun of it because it's a weird name. <laughs> anyway. That's nothing about the show and only about me. <laughs> well, I like how in this one, this is when Ron is like fully back in charge. Yep, so yep. really we're fully back to where we started and he introduces his RDDs, R- R- <laughs> Ron Donald do's and Ron Donald don'ts. And I was like, was it three P's and one S? And then, and I love how like Roman's trying to help him. He's like, no, punctuality, that is four P's. And he's like, no, it has to be three P's and one S. And it's just like, good Lord. He's clinging to structure so much. It's just so like, and he needs it. He really needs it. And it's, it's fun to see that dynamic return. Like it, 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 it went away for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did like, there's a cute little moment between like a, gender definitions and roles aside but like i liked that casey was like you're kind of the lady <laughs> which it just was oh, like yeah. really playful didn't seem shitty, but obviously coded language yeah. but yeah the it's also one of those things too that he's he's not really like super upset by it so i feel like you know it says something about his 
his take on gender roles that right. he's not like, how dare you call me the lady? You know, right. I'm the man, you know? So it's just kind of like, you know, yeah, this fun little cute little banter. And then Lydia does Coke, you know, <laughs> we, we this this show in Coke. It had like, constant, I love that she didn't have to, too. It wasn't like she, like, it was kind of like just there. And it was just, there was a, it was a decision she made, you know, it wasn't like somehow like it got blown in her face by accident. It was like, Oh, this is Coke. Then right. She goes back to get more at the end of the episode. This is makeup! And she throws it against the mirror. <laughs> I'm depressed. What do you do about this? <laughs> oh, the I code. Love- the code in yeah, this the code. one. Yeah, and the, the, the revenge. Like, I love how hard they keep trying to make this revenge happen. <laughs> and they're just holding... A, a glass of piss for most of this episode like that is that is most of what's happening in this episode <laughs> and it's like the hard sci-fi thing rears its ugly head again and it's really interesting mm-hmm. to see like roman's idol very similar to roman like he's mm-hmm. modeled himself after but also you can like roman is also seeing that he's also not getting access he's also not cool yeah and i think that's an important distinction like that that makes a difference and it kind of reframes things and it's also cool like roman had a friend you know and it mm-hmm. was like it, it was interesting to see that dynamic and the betrayal again because sheer throws him right back under the bus i'm gonna call him sheer <laughs> not joel because it's <laughs> <laughs> could call him munt <laughs> oh the revenge is a dish best served a kid kyle is taking it like he said it wrong but he's taking he's like this is why i'm a waiter that's why it's okay it's shakespeare like it's in shakespeare that you wait on people and i was like (laughs) that you serve people i i i I like that i feel like they play with that a lot that that yeah like the music is the fruit of love play it (laughs) like every every time he misquotes shakespeare i imagine you watching the episode and cringing Oh, doesn't he? He has to write a song in the finale, right? Doesn't? Oh, oh I don't. I don't. Yeah, I haven't I seen the finale remember. since whenever the last time I watched. Because we haven't watched the finale yet. So. Yeah, that's a little sizzle for you there, mid episode there, listeners. Look at us looking out for you. Uh, <laughs> game set month was the the <laughs> note that the, the episode ended on. <laughs> yeah, this one was like it, it, I'm trying to remember what all was going on. I mean, Coke, like Megan Mullally playing Coke was was most of the episode. And I like yeah. it would be interesting to see her. Does oh, I can't remember if uh, Coolidge is in the finale either. I, I'm, I'm excited to rewatch it. Um, <laughs> but like the idea of doing like Coolidge on mushrooms, meeting Lydia on Coke. Like, <laughs> that is its own episode <laughs> and miniseries. <laughs> We'd be really having fun with that one. And and reading the art Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maidens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much yeah, like I said, I think because it was like that that continual, like, all right, we gotta we gotta piss in the glass, we gotta give it to you know, it just it was that kind of thing, like cycling over and over again. Um and yeah, like you said, the the betrayal, you know, at the end where it's like, oh look, they're kind of getting back into it like friends, and that instead of like oh let's be friends it was just like nope i'm gonna take this idea and run with it and it was cool too that we also see that roman like does have some talent and some good ideas like that was his idea like he had worked through it and come up with a way to solve that problem 
you know, and then it, it got stolen from him. So it's like, yeah, okay. I could see why he, you know, a little bit of why he's so angry about all of the, the writer stuff, you know, is that, you know, you either see a hack, as he likes to say, getting famous for like shitty ideas, or you have one good idea and it gets stolen and someone else is going to get famous and recognition from it, you know? That's a good point. Yeah, and it's cool. Like he he also, he gets to win because he knows the author so well that he can derail it. Mm-hmm. But he also wants it to be made too, which is also really kind of an interesting ahead of its time place to be because that like yeah. as the comic book movie genre and that like more of our content is being made into stuff it's like that's an interesting place to be and to have a commentary on like fandom casting and fandom yeah like, uh, screenplay writing which is really kind of interesting predates all of like the big marvel stuff which is kind of crazy yeah um, look we found a way to talk about marvel <laughs> 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 no we already did we mentioned x-men we did. We, and we, number four. oh i thought you were well that episode also <laughs> um okay so episode nine and this is cole landry's draft day party they start this episode with how much stuff comes out <laughs> yeah that's i have that quoted also yep <laughs> henry when you have an orgasm <laughs> how much that's that's the first line this is the start of the day like henry has gotten there he's pulled stuff out of the catering van and this is the first thing ron has <laughs> i was dead could you could you i mean could you fill up a thimble is what he said <laughs> oh and that's the thing like you're wondering like because he like we we, we know Ron has has some. He's heavy structured. <laughs> he's big boned. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Really funny to to play with the amount and then continue to like. <laughs> that so the same way that last episode was the episode where there was piss in a jar. In this, there was <laughs> in a cup. <laughs> I have to believe that word. I don't think you can say that on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have the listeners guess what that word was. <laughs> no, what I what I wrote down for this episode is like Lydia really is the only civilian on the team. Like right. she she really thrives in this environment, and it's really interesting to see her kind of like she's very much in her element. She she kind of owns the space and feels really confident. And when things are going wrong, and I also love the subplot of this. Like, I love that there's kind of a jealousy thing going on. But it's, again, like in every episode where there's something going on with Casey and Henry, most of it is projections from other people. Like, it's mm-hmm. their their base is so solid and so interesting and, like, nuanced that, like, the situation seems to, to be the thing and as soon as the situation is over, they're fine because they actually talk. It's like, I'm not taking you to the premiere because I'm taking my mother. Like, yeah. there's a, like it's not. I And it just I like how that weaved in with the, the gay quarterback storyline. I thought it was a really interesting. I I liked this storyline. I liked the setting. I thought it was a, a cool other because that's the thing. It'd be kind of football becomes showbiz 
kind of with the draft day and that whole thing. So it like, it was really kind of an interesting lens for the show, you know? Yeah. It's like the, yeah. The other type of famous people. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I love too, how much, um, you know, Roman goes at it with that guy. Cause he's strong and it's like, Oh, but you must be strong. So you're not smart. And I'm smart. And it's like, no, I'm smart too. I'm pre-med motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> That, so that actor, wasn't that the guy who was also on Mean Girls, who was like Lizzie Kaplan's friend? Like, on Oh, mean I think yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> so that, yeah, again, a nice little throwback of like, oh, which which is funny because I don't think the two of them are ever in a scene together in this episode. But he's like in it, kind of interacting with other people. <laughs> I, I love the irony joke where, where he get and then like mm-hmm. Roman just continues to and then he realizes it. I love that. The timing of that and the payoff of that was so good. And, like, and then when is... he tries to like double back, I, I was being ironic when he actually uh, like, got yeah. it wrong and like tries to use it to his advantage later. And <laughs> I also love like the sports agent is on the phone with his wife and he says, I love you, but fuck you for calling me <laughs> during draft day. <laughs> it's like, what a dick. Like, what a dick. <laughs> oh, they uh, hamster bit one of your kids. <laughs> it's like, which one? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it, what's the name? Like, Alfalfa? No, which kid? Not which hamster? <laughs> I also like the, uh, yeah, the, the. I mean, this comes back twice in that same way with the nobody puts baby in the corner. Like, yeah. I love that. it's like both of them, both of them are, you know, that, that's part of why they're kind of like connecting. But like, you know, yeah. Or, and like you said, though, it's like, it's, it is more projecting you know, because like, yeah, Henry isn't actually being put in the corner. Like, you know, she wants to she wants to rub her mom's nose in it, you know, like type right. of thing. <laughs> but but yeah, that they both felt that way, at least, you know. I think we should watch episode 10. What do you think? Yeah, I think we're ready. Woo! This is I, I'm like really stoked for season three. <laughs> like this has been the best way to like warm up. Yeah. There we go. OK, let's let's get it while we can. All right. Listeners, we're going to start in three, two, well, we'll do countdown from three, say play, and we'll press play on play, not three or two or one. Three, two, one, play. There we go. Success! It worked. Work, 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 work. Did you see Rihanna dancing on the (laughs) Super Smash Bros. Bowl (laughs) platforms? (laughs) Oh, I love Kansas. (laughs) oh they're reunited so genuine oh look at henry's he's actually happy oh rude Now I can't stop looking at the bangs (laughs) on Casey. (laughs) Bang watch, everybody. I wish she was marrying the uh, uh, um, mobster from that old (laughs) episode. Yeah. The one that likes the guy from the the old. Oh, yeah, from the seminar. Nookie puss. Hey, 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 hey. 
failed actor. <laughs> like how she won't look at her. <laughs> it's so good. And there he is, big dumb animal. He killed. Oh no. Oh, there it is. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Lydia just screams. <laughs> Stupid, not okay. <laughs> what it is. <laughs> I'm glad I was right about that. Oh no, that it like came back again. <laughs> Constant Carmel wedding. <laughs> she wanted me to sing from her diaphragm. <laughs> Rocket, the name of the song. How long are we into this episode? We are three minutes into this episode. We've already heard <laughs> rockets. This guy. Of course he knows that. What the hell? She is brilliant. Danielle is hilarious. <laughs> I told you. I told you. The lure. I would love to see them do a bar mitzvah. That's got to be the first episode of season three. If it's not a bar mitzvah, some mitzvah, a mitzvah of some fashion, Tim, please. <laughs> Look at Henry. Well, she's falling through at least. <laughs> That was not a line, but she.
seriously, he's so wet. He's shiny in everything. <laughs> Do you see that look? That slap? He liked that slap. <laughs> What? No. <laughs> Community pond. <laughs> Company pond. With the sound of the zipper. <laughs> oh, that's it's on the wall. <laughs> this guy's not a finisher. <laughs> that a serpent in the background? No, he's it's a flute. He's playing some sort of Yeah, I think it's called a serpent. Oh, is it called a serpent? I think so. I think that's what that, that what that is. I've only seen it in like books, like musicology books. Flakes of a horsewoman. <laughs> what? <laughs> you can't see flakes. Vagina. The fact in the other episode she doesn't know what a cougar is and doesn't oh, know yeah. what a bear is, and she's like, I have to change my dating profile. Yeah. You can see that Henry likes this part and he wants to audition for this role. He like really cares. Yeah. God, Adam is so good, so charming. Yeah. They're so good. Uh so good. Jeez. <laughs> Sad dog. <laughs> That's the guy who should be called Joel Munt. Right. <laughs> See, caught like you can tell Jane Lynch went over and was like successful. Like she has like a look defined now. Like <laughs> I think I should just won't acknowledge her. <laughs> I don't think I realized how opposite they were until like they put them right next to each other.
seriously the bangs it's every shot now do not reference bangs <laughs> it just gives you bang dog <laughs> <laughs> do you see how on ken's hair it comes to a point oh yeah it's like a cowl it's like the bat mask fucking smudging She's really trying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the audio oh, gloves, man. should be like oh. Oh, <laughs> Tim's having a, a moment <laughs> creep <laughs> <laughs> they're both working on him I do love this actor. It's got a great voice. <laughs> I love that broad. What is his name? I don't remember his name. <laughs> it could be Jackson. <laughs> That's a space cookie, eh? <laughs> the sitar in the background. Nice. That's not a dynamic. Woohoo. <laughs> that was hard to smile out that one. That's brutal. <laughs> I do like Stoned Roman. Stoned Roman is fun. I love that they've slowly reviewed or revealed the uh, stringed instrument. Unless you're looking for it, it's just like that music has come in with him being high. Got a didge session going on. That's a didgeridoo. Don't. <laughs> Ron just shut down. His face is like. Okay. 
Oh no. Clean up. Do I do I help you with that? No oh, god. Oh Roman gets he's too high. <laughs> <laughs> the way they shot this like in his <laughs> in his three <laughs> You're gonna be great. <laughs> that guy's like, I remember those days. But this is this is great though because it's like fairy tale, is the... like like at the sweet sixteen party when she left all her friends to go hang with the kids. <laughs> I meant it. <laughs> like this is the one thing that would rattle Constance. Like she is so positive. Like. This is like the natural extension of that to the worst extreme. Okay, here we go. <laughs> all right so pause it here <laughs> listeners so we're first... paused sorry we're we're paused at 1650 here uh, so yeah. the first time i'm watching this by myself you don't have to believe me if you don't watch <laughs> but you know i watched step by step as a kid i watched south park with scuzzlebutt <laughs> so i'm watching this episode and he's like wait stop and my my what I said to, to no one, I'm watching this alone in my apartment, is that fucking Patrick Duffy? <laughs> 10 seconds later, is that fucking Patrick Duffy? <laughs> Outstanding. So that, was, that was when it was confirmed that there was a connection with my life to this show. <laughs> this show, and that I was, I was right there with them. <laughs> you, you caught up in your head. You'd caught up to where they were. I, I, had, I had gotten ahead. That was yeah. The thing. That, that... <laughs> All right, All right, let's we'll we'll count it down from three, and we'll say we'll press play on play. Three, two, one, play. Isn't there more than one? Like somebody else shows up, right? To come to oh, protest? 
<laughs> Lydia's all. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> Duffles. Like Ruffles. <laughs> Drunk's Island. She totally disarms that whole situation. <laughs> it's not it's not how this works. <laughs> Why? In in his head, he thinks it's an open forum. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the point. Oh, oh there we go. <laughs> Danielle. Chains are off. <laughs> Mazel tov. Oh God! <laughs> Look at Kyle's right there with him, helping him through his journey. Kyle's probably like, "I've seen this in Fight Club. We'll get him out of there." Slide, motherfucker, <laughs> slide. <laughs> his face. <laughs> this is some acting. Sir. Look at this. Yourself. <laughs> That's the most we've seen for Roman. That that was that was I like that. Yeah. Waggle waggle her flanks. Part his flanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time we hear the band. You ever gonna finish Mind Jail? <laughs> Oh my god, this is proto mouse rat. That's all this is. <laughs> god, nothing is new.
Oh my god. I forgot. I forgot how bad the song is. Oh. Oh, Lydia. This reminds me of a band, but I can't place who it is. It has a very like late stages Guns N' Roses like uh vocal style. Not not a thing. <laughs> you can't say that you can't say hollow woods that was not the right thing to say god somebody's getting some flanks action <laughs> Oh, there she goes. <laughs> yep, go ahead. Put your hands on my flight. <laughs> Nick Offerman isn't gonna like that. Uh huh. <laughs> you, Tammy, too. Keep your hands off of there. Uh oh. Aryan energy. Oh, I forgot about that. devastating oh my god do not put things in this man's nose he's already too funny like I don't need him to have bloody nose prop work Hmm. <laughs> Machinations. <laughs> A chicken factory. Chicken factory. What is that?
which she's hearing about for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) You wrote it all on toilet paper. There's the egg. I want more acting like that out of Roman. (laughs) So, this is the end of Greece in keeping with it being high school in hell. Mm-hmm. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even get out of the driveway, does she? Three, two, one. It's <laughs> He's dead. That's right. I forgot about this. That man is dead. (laughs) I like that she thinks that he thinks it's a bit. (laughs) Yeah. That one was kind of a freebie. <laughs> he never signed it. <laughs> oh, that's cute. And he's like, oh. Oh, I didn't realize Ken Marino directed this one. Oh, nice. That's rad. Funny that it's the one where the guy gets really, really high. Bar Mitzvah. Bird seed. Oh, he kept them for him. See, now Casey looks like uh, Henry. Yeah. Like disheveled at the start. Like she's like on the down. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this. I love that. Yeah. That shot. Oh, she's so yeah. good. She knows where he is. And this room full of people who look just like you. See, this is the thing. I yes. love this show. And it's perfect. Like it it really it really knowing that there is no more after that. Like mm-hmm. when I finished it I was like, "Oh, what what a great hopeful note to land on with all of the things that go go wrong." Yeah. <laughs> and all of the cringe in that episode. But like that that's such a great note and I'm really interested to see what 
what they do with that in season three. Yeah. And it, it, I remember, yeah, like it was seeing it for the first time. It was frustrating that like, oh, now we don't know what happens. But like, you know, as I've gotten older and kind of thought about it more, you know, it's the the point is he's trying again. You know, it doesn't matter if he gets this gig or not. It's that like, you know, he, you know, for the whole thing, you know, again, like like I mentioned earlier that that the one with J.K. Simmons, like you'll never work in this town again. I know like he was so resigned to that and that, you know, that he's he's finally like made the decision like he's not quitting anymore you know and and even if he doesn't get this gig he might get some other gig or he's at least going to keep trying and like the you know when you know and and i think you know it as far as like he and casey are concerned like you know she like when she said that thing about like we're not the same kind of crazy like if you can't believe it for you you can't believe it for me the fact that he believes it for himself again and he's doing it like i think that's going to fix you know that little rift that happened there you know it's not um they're not they're not done because oh you're right i've given up and i can't support you if i can't support myself in this dream you know it's like he's he's back in it you know and now they're gonna you know they're gonna be a couple who are both trying to achieve what they're doing but they both believe it for themselves and each other and it's like you know um and again like yeah like he he may not make it in this this future that we're gonna see what happens but like I think, you know, the fact that he he's trying again is is what what is important, not whether or not he makes it, you know. So, yeah, so that I think, yeah, the the, the ending, I think, gets better, you know, the more times you see it. You know, I, I feel like it felt like a cliffhanger when I first saw yeah. it, but it's not it, I don't feel that way anymore. It's like like, no, it was about him having that change of of heart and mind, you know, that was important. It's a good show. So good. I've I've thoroughly had fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, listeners, I don't know that we will be uh, responding to season three in this format, but maybe like this is this was really fun. It might be a fun thing to revisit and do the same thing, and for season three, that might be fun. Yeah. Um, but we will uh, see you on the twenty fourth of February for season three of Party Down on Stars, and John will be taking you through some recaps, and we've got some interviews and exciting things coming down the pike for NerdsTheGeek.com. Thank you for listening to us, Joel and Tim's countdown to Party Down. <laughs> are we having fun yet? <laughs> we are having fun yet. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Oh, I was going to say, I'm going to cut this in later because I like the joke. Uh, Henry was in there with Steve and his Gutenbergs. <laughs> <laughs>